That's quarantine, baby. And here at High Spots, the podcast, we've got 10 of the best must-watch wrestling matches that you have to see on pay-per-view. Josh, why don't you go ahead and explain to them what we're doing today? So I figured something fun that me and Alex decided to do uh, with the quarantine. And if you're a big wrestling fan, why not just find random matches to watch? So myself and Alex have each picked five, uh, in our opinion, matches that you should all check out on the WWE Network. Uh, the most easy to access for only, for only $9.99. $9.99. <laughs> oh, oh, that was nice. We're Perf- not sponsored. Perfect. Yeah, not sponsored. Uh, so I figured I'll start and I'm going to say this was very, very, very hard. Uh, this was very hard to do. Basically what he said is we're going to be doing five each. So I've picked five and Josh has picked five. We're going to go one for one each. This was hard to pick the top five. Wasn't it, man? It, it was, I had my reasons for picking, uh, these matches and stuff. Um, and there could be so many categories of uh, best matches to take place at Survivor Series or oh. best matches in, in TNA, which the I amount, left the TNA amount after. we could talk about could be endless. So the fact that we really narrowed it down to WWE pay-per-views available on the WWE Network currently. Yeah. And for my five, uh, which I'm going to start with one, um, in a moment I picked based off of uh, kind of matches that for some reason I gravitated to that I don't see being talked about too much. Uh, like you always hear about Hogan versus rock or uh, Andre versus Hogan, just all of these matches. Uh, and I tried to pick some that I always went back to, which made it difficult with how much wrestling has expanded over the last few <laughs> years. Um, but I'm going to start. And my first match is Armageddon 2004. It was for the WWE Championship. JBL defending against Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, and Booker T. A fatal four-way going so, up against the Undertaker. Sucker. <laughs> so... Definitely, I was huge on SmackDown at the time, and uh, I don't know. I, this was always one I went to rewatch, and I rewatched the all of these last night to get a refresher. Uh, very, very good match. I would consider it very underrated. Uh, they each had their spots in. Uh, Eddie Guerrero looked great in there. One of the greatest of all time. Taking too early, man. You know, and. Um, I, I don't know if I should even spoil the results if you're going to attempt to watch these, but yeah, I I don't think we're going to tell you guys the winners. We're just telling you guys the matches. And like Josh said, it's basically going to be one for one. He's got some more of the hidden gems on the WWE network. Well, I feel like I've got more of the, um, well-known classic matches. Um, we kind of discussed our list before. Man, Armageddon, that's a that's a great match you got there. Man, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, JBL. Wow, some of the greatest to ever be in the ring. Definitely rewatch it because even though I knew the result uh before watching this again, there were a couple of times where I'm like, oh my God. 
uh, as far as uh, false finishes and kickouts were concerned, uh, which made it a little more fun for me. So uh, that's number one. Uh, so number two, which would be your number one, uh, would be... All right. So for my number one. Now, the way I did this is no specific order on these. So it's not right. like, oh, this is the number one match and this is the number 10. We're just going. So number two is going to be Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam 2005. Now, I know a lot of people might be sour on this match, but this is one of the most hilarious wrestling matches to have ever occurred. The storyline at the time was Hogan not wanting um, to job to Michael, and same thing going on. Michael's not wanting to job to Hogan. And just, oh my goodness, Michael's overselling some of the best selling to wrestling moves ever in this match. Um, I definitely say, I mean, I don't know if I've given away the result already. I don't think I have here, but wow, you got to check this one out if you want a good laugh and just, you know, want to see two of the greatest of all time in a match where it just kind of shows you, hey, wrestling's still a, still a game of two people have to agree. It takes two to tango. Oh, yeah. And a uh, funny little quip on that is I don't know if I was completely naive uh, didn't pay enough attention because I, I watched this pay-per-view live. I basically always, my parents always ordered them for me <laughs> as a kid growing up. For yep. some reason, I must have looked past the complete selling of Sean. As Michael. a kid, I thought it was insane. I was like, wow, this is the guy who lifted up Andre the Giant. He's beating the hell out of Michaels. And now I watch it and I laugh. Okay. I cannot just hold it. Hold so if you need a good quarantine breaker a good thing to watch this is the one hbk versus hogan oh yeah so uh now for my next match um, number three number three uh it's gonna be chris jericho versus triple h in a last man standing match oh yes fully loaded 2000 and i'm gonna tell you this um this isn't me picking one over the other because I was very close to swapping this out with Triple H versus Chris Jericho from Judgment Day 2002. I think uh, that was the one I thought you were going to say. Um, yeah, so um, they were both very, very, very close, and I didn't want to throw two uh, Triple H versus Jericho <laughs> matches on the list. That would have been odd. Um, but I'm I rewatched the last man standing match last night and man, uh, how is this not talked about more? Uh, you know, midway through tri uh, triple H, you know, got busted open, had the crimson mask on. Uh, triple H had a pinnacle point of his career, the 2002, the game triple H. Oh yeah. This was at the height. And this was, uh, this was also like, I think six months into Jericho showing up and, uh, the radicals. Oh, yeah, the, the Y2J was still strong. Uh, this was when um, Jericho-holics in the crowd were, like, huge. People had the Y2J foam fingers where he was doing the walls of Jericho, and he was so incredibly over at that time. I it, remember that. It's just insane when you look back at it. You could just define a wrestling era by the year because this was in July of 2000, 
you could throw in a the same pay-per-view event from July 1999 and it is completely different product. It's it, it's insane what How happened. How quickly the business moves. Absolutely. Uh but this was a little fun one. Um it was a little bit uh, all over the place, went to the outside, had a lot of psychology in this. Um, pro- you probably know the result because it was a championship match, but uh, nevertheless, I think it's one you should check out. It's about half an hour. Definitely, definitely one. Well, moving on to number four on the list, I'm going to have to go with one of my favorite debut matches of all time. Now, I'm taking it a little bit away from main roster WWE, and I'm going to a little thing called NXT TakeOver. And I'm going to take you to a little place called Dallas, where we had Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, if you did not know who Shinsuke Nakamura was before this, this was a master class of why this guy was a force to be reckoned with and why he was coming to WWE. And Sami Zayn literally was the best possible opponent. I remember thinking the build-up to it. I was like, oh, Sami Zayn. Okay, man, Sami Zayn sold those moves, put on some of the best. This was when Sami Zayn was in the pinnacle of his NXT career. Blue powerbomb. He was all that. And Shinsuke came in and really proved himself. And I knew a little bit about him from New Japan. I was a bit of a fan, but I wasn't really into him. And seeing him come out, that violin entrance, Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow, this was a hell of a debut match. Yeah, I remember watching this match, and uh, one I'm going to have to rewatch because <clears throat> I remember out of the whole thing, Sammy's send-off and the Shinsuke's yep. uh, infamous theme song that they had to change when he turned heel just because of how over it was. Oh, man. The good old <laughs> days of NXT. Oh, man. And, you know, I I forced myself to stay away from NXT matches when picking this list because... Uh... I, I couldn't. I had to include <laughs> that in because that is a match that if somebody asked me, what's your favorite wrestling match? That one pops up there almost immediately as one that I want to say. That I remember the sitting in the room. I remember the yingling I had in my hand. I remember eating Cheetos out of the bag. I remember everything from that match. It was, I don't know if I was just in the right place, but that match is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, that definitely go rewatch that. But going on to my uh, my third, right? This would be number three. Yeah, uh, number five total. You're number third. Yes. Yes. So uh, it is CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio. And CM Punk. CM Punk. Had Sorry, that... I thought we were doing chance, though. I'm, had... I'm not used to not being in a crowd. Oh, just watch AEW. <laughs> you get some chance. Yeah, there you by, go. Uh, yeah, by sure. Billy Gunn and the gang. Uh, the gun club. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is the stipulation will give away the result. Uh, it was mask versus hair. And uh, I, did you say what pay-per-view it was at? I'm sorry. I think I was talking over you. Oh, you're fine. Uh, over the limit 2010. Uh, very, very crappy pay-per-view. But this, I remember I bought the over the limit DVD just for this match. I that is what happened. 
that will tell you how crappy and forgettable of a pay-per-view that was. But this match was... You remembered it that vividly. I, I remembered it that vividly. And it's been years since I actually watched it. And throwing it back on, um, it became very standard until uh, there was a spot. This is when they were stopping matches when you would just get like a paper cut. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that time period. Yeah, I don't know if you recall, but um, this is when Punk basically just pushed the doctor and the ref away, and he just went ballistic on Ray, and the match turned up like five, ten notches. Uh, <clears throat> very fast-paced. Uh, the story was there. Th- this, this was a storyline that was already probably five months in at the time. Uh, Punk was so invested in storylines in his time in WWE. This, I, I just have to mention that real quick. You bringing up Punk here and yeah. talking about one of his better matches of his career. Man, he was just so involved in story-driven matches. Yeah, and this this ain't even one of his best matches. But this is up there for me. Um, I... Not the biggest Rey Mysterio fan, but when he's in the ring with the right person, with the right storyline, I'm invested. Uh, This one right here is no different. Uh, The ending was a bit fun uh, as well. So definitely another one you should all check out. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, That's going to mark our fifth match so far. So we're going to take a little brief break right here. And we're going to come right back in, kicking it off with me telling you what match is number six that you must watch on this quarantine. Perfect. Welcome back from that brief intermission, guys. We're going to kick it right off with number six. And I will say that it is one of the most talked about wrestling matches of all time. Um, some of the most memorable moments came from this match. This was at King of the Ring 1998. And I'm sure you already know the match I'm going to say. This was Undertaker versus Mick Foley, Mankind, the greatest crazy man to ever do it in a Hell in a Cell match. Josh, you know this match. Every wrestling fan in the world knows this match. I don't even know if there's much I need to be said about this. Everyone knows the result of this match. Yeah. Foley having a tooth come through his lip, into his nose. Um, Terry Funk coming out because he thought his friend was dead. JR with one of the most iconic calls in sports history. By God, he's broken in half. By God is my witness, he's broken in half. It's like one of the most iconic matches and it's weird. We don't look at the entire match itself. We always remember the fall off the cage and the choke slam through. And and the match itself had so much more to it. There were, there was a chair involved. Um, oh my God. Some of the choke slams taker Foley just kept coming. You guys remember the stretcher moment when Foley was wheeled out on the stretcher and came walking back in on the stretcher. Yeah, you know, and it's, I always think of this too, and this could be a fun episode for the future. What, you ever think about watching a full pay-per-view from one infamous match? 
Like throwing in King of the Ring 1998 would be interesting. Just yeah, knowing... I don't know. I don't remember much else from King of the Ring 98, even just rewatching this match the other day to get prepared for this exactly. uh, episode. I still can't even tell you off the top of my head some of the other matches from it. But I remember Taker versus Foley, and you remember those moments. Oh, yeah. I still, I think that's also the one clip that you're trying to get somebody in the wrestling and be like, watch this crazy. You know what? No one get bleeped. Yeah, watch what wrestling could have, watch what wrestling used to be. Watch what wrestling, why we're fans of wrestling. This was what we grew up on. Oh, yeah. This, to, to this day, I don't think that will ever be topped. I don't think anyone is insane enough to do it. There's been, there's been insane matches out there and some insane spots. But as far as historical impact on wrestling, Mick Foley versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell match will always be up there as one of the best of all time. Oh, absolutely. All right. So that is number six. And then yes, so number, number six. Number seven, uh, my fourth. Uh, talking about hidden gems. Go back and watch Dean Malenko versus Scotty Tuhati, uh from Backlash 2000 for the, sure light, for the light heavyweight championship. Um, this one actually was recommended um, by someone else for me to check out. Uh, I just, when you're thinking of the year 2000, you're not really thinking about the undercard too much. Um, but No, the year 2000, I mean, who, who was there? Uh, you had Tajiri around that time? Well, this was 2000, so um, this was a very odd time. It was like post-Attitude Era, even though it was still considered Attitude Era. Um, but pre-Ruthless Aggression, because that didn't really start till 2003. Really? Um, this was hardcore around the time I started watching. Um, I think I started about a few months after this, uh, so I was able to miss it. I mean, I definitely caught up on old VHS tapes and stuff, and Definitely. Good old days. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I rewatched this match, and man, uh, this was very fun. And the ending, I, the ending is what made me pick this match. The, I, and I don't want to spoil it. If anyone it just, watches it. Does it have some pretty, pretty sick spots in it? Um, It was, it was more like a standard technical. Um, you had a high spot or two, nothing flashy, but they were so fluid. And I don't know. I just felt like their chemistry was there, even though there was like no major spot, you know, like we some of the other matches we've picked. Uh, it was just very good wrestling and um, an unexpected ending, like a very good technical counter. Hmm. All right. I'm going to have to check that one out. You seem to speak very highly of that. So I'm a fan of Malenko and I'm a fan of Scotty Tuhati. So oh, yeah. I'll have to check Def- that out. Definitely. Backlash 2000. Backlash 2000. <laughs> All right. And uh, keeping the, the must-watch train rolling, 
we're going right into number eight, my number four. And this one I feel like is a modern classic, one of the best matches to happen in the last five years. Um, that's going to be John Cena versus Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble 2015. They still reshow this masterpiece to this day on WWE programming. Um, the Spanish fly that Rollins delivers to Lesnar, this is a match that shows if Lesnar really cares about the match, he can go and he can prove himself. And John Cena is not to be underspoken in this. Man, this was up there um, as one of Cena's better matches. Yeah, Cena definitely had some really good matches this past decade that we recently got out of. I'm going to say this past decade thing is still 2019. But I used to hate this man watching him on my television. Boy, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Um, Ain't that the I... I can't go back and watch Hulk Hogan matches and be like, man, he put on some really good matches. I could do that with John Cena. Oh, definitely. You know, um, I definitely got to rewatch that match. I remember it was on Raw when they were trying to figure out the empty arena stuff. Yeah, uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to, to catch it. Um, but, yeah, I... It's funny. There were so many times where I wanted to watch this triple threat match um, over again. And something always came up, and I just always found something else. And I don't know if I'm just neglecting it too much or not. I've watched this one quite a few times, and it's a modern classic. Yeah, so, all right. And then my final match uh, is definitely more modern. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz uh, in title versus career. Uh, Miz's Intercontinental Championship. So I, once again, this is one I really didn't watch um, up until yesterday, but you you know that one match that's always on your mind? Like, you watched it that first time and then you're like, I'm not going to forget this match. It just kind of always sits uh, there. And it just always sits there. And then you just think of the right time to throw it back on. Uh, but it does not escape your memory. And the fact that this was really the first time that I threw on Miz versus Dolph from No Mercy, a B pay-per-view from 2016, without having to look up matches, shows you how good that was. Um, this also is the type of match that tells you how a crowd can really make a difference. It made those false kickouts way more meaningful. Um, the fact that Dolph's career was on the line, and that's kind of been a key with the matches I picked. When something's on the line, like your hair, your mask, or your career... Uh, they really add to drama, the drama to that and the suspense and you're into it. It's like, all right, where they're doing everything they can to keep it. Uh, this is what they did here. Um, Miz, probably one of Miz's best matches in his entire career. I don't know if you went back to rewatch it, 
but this one was fantastic. I, I threw it on last night right before bed, and man, I was on the edge of my seat. Or, or my bad. No, that's uh, one I need to revisit. <laughs> that one sounds. Uh, I, I mean, I love both of them, Ziggler and the Miz. Miz is, I mean, uh, what was it? A couple years ago, he was Pro Wrestling Insiders Wrestler of the Year. Miz deserves yes. everything he's getting. He's one of the greatest to ever do it in the ring. And for you to include a match of his in this, that doesn't even shock me at all. Yeah, and. You could eat, like if you just go to the uh, match itself and you start watching the uh, the video package. Oh, video packages! Even the video package hypes you up for this match. It you just know it's going to be something special. I felt like I was back in the early two thousands again because they always hyped you up on video packages, and this one. Trust me, I have a lot of good things to say about it. I would definitely check it out. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the last match here. Number 10, I have the honors of doing it. This one was a really hard pick for me. I changed my pick three different times. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my honorable mentions and not talk any more about them. So Cena versus Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. And Edge versus Mick Foley at Mania 22, the hardcore match. Those two almost made this. Now, I do have a special attachment to this match, so I feel like that might have been why I did this. I saw this match live at my first ever WrestleMania. WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, reappears on my list for quite possibly my favorite wrestling match of all time. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, with Ric Flair having to retire if he lost. The iconic, I love you, I know, super kick. I know we said we weren't going to give away spoilers on this, but everybody already knows how this one goes. And if you don't, go go sit down, go put Mania 24 on, watch HBK versus Flair. Don't, you don't have to watch anything else from that. Mayweather, Big Show, you don't have to care about any of that. Edge versus Taker, no. HBK versus Flair is just a cinematic masterpiece of a match. Flair really, like you said, if it's a on-the-line match, if your career's on the line, you give it your all. And this showed why Flair was one of the greatest to ever do it in the wrestling business and why HBK to this day is still one of the people we go, oh, there were so many dream matches and new wrestlers are constantly coming into the business that we always want to see their dream match against the Heartbreak Kid. And this was two of the best to ever do it in the ring. I know I'm rambling on this, but like I said, I have a special connection to this match. I vividly remember this as a a young teenage boy watching this with my family live at Mania in the Citrus Bowl and seeing HBK deliver that sweet chin music. (sighs) What a match. I have, I, that definitely is up there on my list. Uh, like you, uh, no surprise, I was there live. Uh, man, I. You get goosebumps rethinking about it. You don't really go into detail. And then when you remember you were there live and you start to really think about the moments, anytime the I love you, I know gif shows up on Facebook or something like that, I just remember that. And I can feel that immediate emotion of all the, 
all the storylines Shawn Michaels had been in, of all the things he did in his career, that might be one of my favorite things. And he's been on my list twice. HBK versus Hogan started it off. HBK versus Flair ends it. I don't ever, ever tell people that HBK is my favorite wrestler because I don't consider that. But he has two of my favorite matches. So that just goes to show you he's one of the greatest to ever do it in the business. You And you don't ever realize who one of your favorites can be until every match that pops up in your head, the same wrestler uh, reappears. Yeah, uh, it, it shocks me that on this list, I had Cena almost appear twice with the Cena versus Punk. I had Foley almost appear twice with Edge versus Foley, but HBK is the one that won and out, and I had to have HBK show up twice. Yeah. And it's... But that was uh, one of the best, uh, most emotional moments uh, that even how many years later, 12 years later, we're still talking about. Uh, and that was legit Ric Flair's last WWE yeah. match. To this day, that's one of those um, ones that stayed as their last match. You know, and I definitely, well, I'm going to have to rewatch. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of matches, like I said in the prior entry. When something like a career is on the line, I I just know the story is going to be told in the ring. There you go, man. Well, there you have it. Your 10, 10 of the best must-watch wrestling matches that are readily available on the WWE Network. Josh and I here are going to go ahead and read them off to you one last time. Josh, go ahead and start off with your number one. I'll take it with two, and we'll go back and forth here and read off the ten one more time. All right, so we got Armageddon 2004 for the WWE Championship. JBL defending against The Undertaker, Booker T, and Eddie Guerrero. You got SummerSlam 2005, Hulk Hogan versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And then we go all the way back to Fully Loaded 2000 with Triple H defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Chris Jericho. And then we got an NXT TakeOver making the list. TakeOver Dallas for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. All right. Right after that, we got Over the Limit 2010. CM Punk's hair versus Rey Mysterio's mask. Taking it back a little further to King of the Ring 1998. You got Undertaker versus Mick Foley in the most iconic Hell in a Cell match. Going back to the year 2000 at Backlash with Dean Malenko versus Scotty Tuhati with the light heavyweight championship on the line. Bringing it all the way up to 2015, the Royal Rumble of that year, the triple threat match of John Cena versus Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. And then one year later at No Mercy 2016, we have the Intercontinental Championship, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler with Dolph's career on the line. And then taking it to a Mania match, WrestleMania 24. Again, the Heartbreak Kid appearing one more time. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair in Ric Flair's final match with the WWE. There you guys have it. Your top 10 matches. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to this podcast. Thanks for checking out what we have to say about these matches. And we're really interested to hear if you guys have seen these matches, what you think about them, if you're going to revisit them, if you rewatch them, what you think about them. Josh, 
take the floor. Go ahead and say what you got to say. Well, I got to say is I have a couple more matches that I'm definitely going to rewatch. That is for sure. Uh, next day. Uh, definitely want to rewatch Brock and Seth and Cena. Oh, sure. man. Uh, if you don't think I'm not about to check out Malenko versus Scotty Duhati when this is over. <laughs> uh, trust me, it shocked me just a little bit myself. Uh, but no, uh, definitely. Uh, and if you're listening to this, please, please uh, send us some matches that maybe are uh, mean something to Where you. Where can you send us those you're... matches that mean something to you, Josh? That's right, on the new High Spots, the podcast Twitter. Tell them where they can follow us. All right. So uh, it's going to be at spots underscore high. Um, You will definitely see us right away uh, with our uh, explosive logo. Logo. (laughs) (laughs) So with our logo, I'm not sure if you could search us under High Spots, the podcast. It should be there. Uh, Let me do a... uh, Little test right now. Yes, you can. If you just type in High Spots, the podcast, we are the first one on There top. you go. That's on Twitter. And there guess what? We're on Instagram, too. We are. And Facebook. And, Facebook. and guess what? We're on YouTube, Spotify, Audible. We're on anywhere you get your local podcast. So please, if you guys got some uh, matches for us to check out, if you want to tell us what you think of our matches, let us know. Comment below. Check us out. Awesome. Until next time. I'm Alex. Thanks for checking out High Spots, the podcast. Awesome.